talking here and now. I'm talking here and now. Let's go. Your time is running out. I'm talking here and now. I'm talking here and now. It's not about what you've done. It's about what you're doing. It's all about where you're going, no matter where you've Welcome to Get You Fit Radio, the radio show that helps you lead a healthy lifestyle. Well, leading a healthy lifestyle includes a lot of healthy things. And most of the time, people instantly think of healthy eating and exercise as the two main focuses when it comes to becoming a healthy person. Uh, Believe it or not, sleep matters. Sleep is a very important aspect to developing a healthy lifestyle. And of course, it's something that people love to do. In fact, I I always say this, I love my sleep. Sleep is such an important part of everyone's lives, but sleep matters for a lot of reasons. And believe it or not, it can be just as important as some of your training. For starters, the physiological repair and growth that actually takes place while you sleep makes it better um, for you while you rest. Um, It is something that happens predominantly only while you sleep. It improves motor learning, um, such as a new skill, um, and it improves cognitive function. Uh, Better sleep can lead to a better emotional well-being. And of course, the converse is true. Lack of sleep can also decrease um, an optimism in mood. And we've all seen this happen from, from childhood on up. Nobody likes a cranky baby, um, and nobody likes to see a cranky adult. Uh, We all know what that feels like when you are ornery and you haven't had your sleep. This is what occurs. Lack of sleep leads to lack of good mood. Um, You've experienced this before. Uh, You wake up in the middle of the night and you've had a bad night's sleep. It leads to having a really crabby, slow-moving, and groggy next day. Um, and, and, And this is something that is really hard to snap out of. In fact, when you have these days, um, it's it's difficult to snap out of them, and it it's really becomes a, a cycle for some people that don't um, and can't give themselves good sleep and recovery. So it's important to understand how you can optimize your sleep to optimize your performance. Well, what people don't realize is that this has a domino effect on all of your overall health and your wellness. So not only does it affect your mood, because that's the first thing people think of right away, is I'm going to be tired, I'm going to be groggy, I'm going to be in a bad mood. Uh, Same thing with your kids, you know, like, oh my gosh, if I don't put my kids down to to sleep or they don't get a nap, they're going to be, you know, a a nightmare. But if you are short on sleep, um, you are also going to have a lowered immune system. Um, This cascade happens. Uh, Skimping on your sleep um, will decrease the ability of your immune system to ward off all of those those 
diseases and all of those germs. Um, and it also will uh, increase um, the bad decisions that you make. So skimping on sleep sets your brain up to make bad decisions. It dulls activities in your brain's frontal lobe, um, and it causes these decision-making impulses to become out of control. So it's kind of like being a little sleep-deprived drunk. Um, you don't have the mental clarity to make good decisions. Um, and I know that you are listening to this right now going, yep, I've been sleep-deprived drunk before, where you are just, you're just not sharp. Um, your intuitions are lacking, um, and and you just aren't able to make those those decisions in the way that you would if you had a good night's sleep. Plus, when you're overtired, your brain's reward centers um, are, aren't revved up. Um, you're looking for something that feels Good. So you might want to uh, squash the comfort of food cravings when you're well rested. Your sleep deprived brain might have trouble saying nope to that second slice of cake. Um, so it's not so much willpower, but it's that that well rested brain that is just having a really hard time struggling with that. Um, research tells a story. Um, a study from the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition found that when people were starved of sleep, la late night snacking did increase. Um, the hard, high carb snacks um, were more apt to get popped into people's mouths and sleep deprived participants chose snacks that were twice as much fattening and high in sugar than participants who slept at least eight hours of, of a night. Um, so what about your immune system? How does this work? While missing out on a few hours of sleep a night, uh, it may not affect your performance that much, but believe it or not, it may end up costing you as much of a recovery as one single workout. Take, for example, this study. They found that sleeping more than eight hours of sleep reduced the chance of injury by 61%. This study shows that your muscles relax and your immune system revs up. So hitting the gym at least a couple hours a week has the similar effect and injury prevention as getting this extra amount of sleep. So, so basically what I'm saying is work and focus on the hours of sleep you have each night and it will equate to going to the gym as far as uh, injury prevention and as far as your immune system goes. So how can we fix this? How can we fix this if you have a broken sleep cycle? Because a lot of you might be listening right now, and I know I have a lot of clients who are always saying to me, I, I can't sleep. I've tried different methods. I've tried different techniques, and nothing is working. Um, so there is an actual architecture to sleep. In order to understand this, we're going to call this sleep hygiene, just like anything else. It's, under, it's important to understand the basics of what goes on before, during, and after you sleep. So... Stay with me here um, because it, it's important for you to follow along uh, with me on this sleep hygiene. Um, we have hygiene for all different aspects of, of our health. Um, and so I'm going to create a scenario of sleep 
hygiene. This is how you are going to create sleep that is critical um, in unlocking these ideal habits for you to adapt for better sleep. So the key to unlocking this powerful sleep lies in setting up your room. Um, And these habits will be taken to create the ideal sleep atmosphere. Now, I know you're all listening going, well, that's easy, you know, dark room and quiet. And well, there's a lot more to this. And I know I've talked about some of these things in previous podcasts. So some of them might sound familiar once I say them. But what I'm actually about to reveal to you is based on a sleep study that was performed um, by a research team from the Mayo Clinic of Sleep Lab in 2018. It beautifully illustrates how three critical areas um, are essential for creating the right sleep balance. Um, It is the core body temperature. Um, Believe it or not, getting your body to an essential temperature will create the right levels of cortisol, which is a hormone, um, melatonin, which is, you've all heard of this, this is a a hormone that is also released when we sleep, Um, and, and these are affected just before, during, and after you sleep. So these environmental elements that I'm going to reveal to you um, are to put your body temperature, your cortisol, and your melatonin all in the right balance to create the perfect sleep environment. All right, so set up your room. Your bedroom should be described in the following words, calm, cool, dark, and quiet. All right, so you guessed it. I was right. You did guess it. Of course, it should be calm, and of course, it should be quiet. Um, but but let's let's talk about this some more. Um, it should be this way for you to be able to sleep. But although I know you guys have a dark and quiet room, there are things in your room that distract you. I'm sure you all have televisions in your room. I'm sure you all have iPads, perhaps, that you bring with you to bed. And I'm guessing that you all bring your phones to bed. And I know I've discussed this before, um, but these are all things that are ruining your sleep. Um, these, These smartphones, yes, that you bring with you to bed. And I know you're all thinking, well, it's my alarm clock now and I need this. Well, you actually don't. You can you can purchase a, a clock for $10 on Amazon um, and you could leave your phone in the other room. And I started doing this last year when I read about this study. And believe me, Instagram can wait. Uh, your your sleep will be enhanced because if you're if you're someone like me or, or anybody else, you wake up to use the bathroom or anything else, or you check the time, and the next thing you know, you are shopping on Amazon at 2 in the morning. And, and regardless of what you think, this, this does happen, and that is a distraction to you. Um, you could take it a step further, and you could eliminate clutter from your bedroom. Messy and disorganized nightstands um, will be a distraction. And I know that you might not look at it that way because you're sleeping, but it is clutter in your mind. And clutter is not calm. So cut the clutter and set your bedroom up for 
calm. All right, so what about cool? Let's talk temperature, the ideal room temperature, according to Mayo Sleep Clinic, is 60 to 62 degrees Fahrenheit. That is downright cold. And believe me, if my husband is listening to this, he would tell you that there is no way I would ever be able to tolerate that. So that is a little bit cold. But but according to this, most people that have their room set up at this temperature, um, it will facilitate a natural drop in your body temperature. So if you are having a hard time sleeping, um, try dropping that temperature. Maybe don't drop it down to 60 in one night. Slowly, slowly bring it down. You don't have to be freezing in your bed. Use blankets uh, around your bed uh, to keep you to keep you warm. But the key is that your core body temperature is conducive to sleep, and you will notice a huge difference um, in this. Um, and again, this is something that has been researched. It's something that has been studied. And remember, you are not uh, to to sleep in a room that is sixty to sixty three degrees without blankets. Um, it is the environment of the room that is set to be the ideal temperature. So that is something that uh, that you should try if you are having a hard time sleeping. Um, if you're just joining us, uh, we are talking about the ideal room temperature to sleep. And furthermore, we are talking about steps for better sleep habits, because one of the things that uh, will make you healthier and set you up for success is a better night's sleep. All right, so let's talk about dark and quiet. Block out as much light as you can and as much sound as possible. Light uh, and the absence of um, has been the biggest uh, effect in telling your body when it's time to sleep and when it's time to wake. Um, Quite simply, when it's light outside, your body thinks it's time to wake up. So when it's dark, your body thinks it's time to sleep. So black out your room with curtains. Um, If you need to wear some blinders and get yourself some sleep peekaboo shades, then then do so. Uh, Anything you need to do to block out the light will make a big difference. And if you live in an environment where it's noisy, um, or if you go to bed a little earlier than the kids, uh, then get yourself some some earplugs. And if you are wearing earplugs, definitely let your loved ones know that you are wearing them in case of an emergency so that they, they alert you uh, in case of a fire. Um, but that will make a big difference uh, if you are in a soundproof and dark environment. All right. And then finally, establish your bed time routine. Remember, you're creating these habits. Um, You're not taking shortcuts. Naturally, when you establish new habits, uh, this is going to take time and you need to be consistent. So so the the true number here for, for sleep is six to eight hours. Most people require about six to eight hours. And and like I said earlier, your brain needs time to cool off. Um, you're not going to like this next one, but you you really do need to cool your brain down about an hour before you decide to go to bed. And that includes from electronics. 
Um, there's been a lot of research done since the smartphone technology, um, and that is including email and Twitter and all of these things that are stimulating to the brain and stimulating to the eyes. And this blue light that's emitted from your smartphone suppresses the release of melatonin. Um, and this melatonin is very important for you to get to sleep. Um, the blue light filters onto your phone and your tablet, and it only goes so far. So so it is recommended that you shut off all electronic devices 60 to 90 minutes before this window. Um, if you are truly serious about getting your sleep in order, and if you are somebody that is struggling with sleep, I suggest trying that. And you will see that this will make a difference. Um, if you need an extra boost of calmness, take a short, warm shower just before bedtime. Um, and this will, this will actually elevate your skin temperature, which in turn will lower your core temperature, causing the rise of melatonin. So, so as we can see here, um, as, I, as I mentioned earlier, uh, melatonin, um, is is necessary uh, in order for you to sleep. So we are manipulating the melatonin by uh, the core temperature and by eliminating the blue light filters uh, on your phones and your smartphones. And these things are going to definitely, definitely make a difference. All right, so the wake-up routine. I know you guys have been waiting for this, waiting for this. This wake-up routine is extremely important. Um, the New Year's resolution, I know everybody says this, that they're going to start waking up early every day. Um, and, you know, I have to tell my story because most of you that know me know that I do get up every day at 3 or 3.30. Um, and it's something that I, I, I really, truly, genuinely enjoy now. Um, I don't need an alarm clock. I just wake up. And... Uh, Years ago, when I took my very first uh, fitness instructor class, and they told me that I teach a 6 a.m. class on a Wednesday, I used to start uh, crying about it on Monday <laughs> because I, I, I would just be stressed about waking up for this uh, 48 hours before the class. Um, and so I, I said I was going to start waking up every day at 530. Uh, and, I, and I struggled with this because then on the weekends I would sleep in. And this might sound familiar to a lot of you. So the key here is to pick a time that is manageable and wake up that day at that hour every day, um, weekends included, because your body is in a pattern and you need to establish this pattern and it needs to be in a routine. Um, it, is, it is simply uh, simply said um, your body will wake up every single day at that time, just like just like your kids. Remember when your kids were little, if you have little kids right now, they wake up at the same time no matter what. Um, you could put them to bed late and they still get up at the same time every day. Um, so, so no matter what, um, now I do really wake up every day at 3 or 3.30. I'm astonished by it. Um, if I stay up late, I still wake up that time. Um, now, now what if what if you set your time to, to get up every day at 5 and you are going to have a late night? You're going to go out with friends. Well, then take a nap. You know, that is how you're going to you're going to fix that that 
system. Um, because if it's important to you to stay consistent, then you can modify your normal wake time as best as you can um, by implementing a, a nap that way. Um, and believe me, uh, it is it is really nice to have that that built in there because that morning routine, when that alarm rings, um, it is it is the most torturous sound in the world when you hear that ringing. And and my big snooze speech is coming now because when you hit snooze, um, there's there's nothing else that is going to come from that than than losing. Um, so that little button um, may seem like the best thing in the whole world, but. Um, what happens is when you hit that button, you have not finished a REM sleep cycle. So we are uh, we have these sleep cycles. Uh, they last uh, 90 minutes approximately, 90 to 120 minutes. And if you hit snooze, um, you are woken up in the middle of this REM cycle. And the clinical name of this is you're woke, woken up in the middle of this and you are basically a walking zombie. It's called sleep inertia. Um, and when you wake up in this this state, you are groggy, um, you are sleepy, and this, this sleep inertia of feeling tired and disoriented, um, uh, kind of like you are not ready and to hit the ground running kind of thing, uh, can last anywhere between one to four hours. Um, everything is delayed. Um, and a lot of people experience this version of it, um, and and some people experience an even longer, prolonged uh, version of this sleep inertia, and they blame it on everything in the world besides that that snooze button button. Um, some people uh, relate it to sleep drunkenness. Um, it's almost like a um, type of zombie-like state. Um, this is not worth hitting that snooze button. So so what you have to do is push through it. Um, no amount of caffeine is going to get you out of sleep inertia. Um, and and that adrenaline that's caused by that alarm alarm clock that that rings is just not worth it. So establishing this routine could cause you to not have to deal with any of it. Um, within the first three minutes of waking up, um, your decision-making performance is at its peak. So when you hear that alarm, um, or if you don't need an alarm, um, you wake up and you get yourself going. Um, you are 20% at an optimal performance level um, for the first three hours upon waking up. And if you hit snooze and you have entered sleep inertia, you have slowed yourself down for the, the first four hours of your day. So that extra 15 minutes of sleep that you don't even remember um, is costing you hours of productivity. And it is, in a sense, making you wonder what's wrong with you. Um, people are blaming all of these other aspects in their life um, to to what could be wrong with them. And oftentimes people end up taking sleep aids because then they can't sleep because they feel uh, wide awake the next night because they've been groggy all day and they've taken too much caffeine and then they can't fall asleep. It's just this vicious, vicious cycle. So taking these tips can certainly help you avoid all of this. And in a sense, help create 
a very productive person and a very productive day. So going back to all of this, gradually waking yourself up, set a time that is realistic for you. Um, and, and, and as much as you want to sleep in on the weekends, um, you won't necessarily crave that sleeping in as much if you create a sleep cycle for yourself that is more um, something that is realistic for you. Um, if you wake up at a time where you don't need an alarm and you just pop up out of bed um, for a variety of reasons, um, you will slowly become that person that doesn't need an alarm. And therefore, you won't need that snooze and you won't feel like you have that need for sleep inertia because that snooze button won't be there. Um, move it up gradually. Um, unless there's a specific reason for you to sleep in, slowly, slowly wake yourself up um, 15 minutes a day, uh, gradually later until you get to that time that fits for you. Um, ask a friend uh, to, to keep you honest, maybe on the weekend. Set up a, a walk date or a workout date to kind of keep you going. Accountability par partners are a great way to help yourself uh, hold yourself to a commitment. And the biggest piece of advice I can give you is make your bed and make your bedroom an environment that is conducive to your sleep. Remember, don't rely on those external things to keep you stimulated, such as smartphones and TVs. Shut your brain off earlier. Back in the day, we used to bring a bed uh, to our bedroom and read before we went to bed. Um, reading actually will increase the amount of cortisol that will calm us. And calm is one of the reasons and things that will help us uh, fall asleep. So you snooze, you lose. Keep yourself centered and have a great day. Time is running out. I'm talking here and now. I'm talking here and now. It's not about.